Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody. It is Tuesday night, May 2nd, 2023. This is a supplemental episode of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. That's right. You'll hear us twice this week. We've got a lot to cover. Figured we'd break it up into two episodes for a couple different reasons. One, because there's so much to talk to, uh, talk about. And two, one of our one of our hosts was unable to join us here this tonight. So we're going to bring him back for the second episode later on in the week. Uh, I am the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network, to be found on thechairshot.com, and you can listen to us just about anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm going to introduce my co-host here tonight from the Rob the Genius Podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, Mr. Rob how you doing, bud? Good, good, good. And uh, as I was talking to you yesterday, uh, the old well, shoot bear thought about was having thoughts about, about getting back in action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were you were telling us about that. I guess your it's your daughter, right? That's or your son's in fencing. Yeah, my son's in fencing. He's your son's in fencing. fencing. Yeah. And so tell tell me a little about what what got that that thought process started. Okay, so this is like the third class so the first class they were just like learning how to move around and all of that but you know this this past week they actually have started doing stuff with the swords or the epis or whatever they're called yeah um and so i'm just watching them going back and forth and you know you just i mean like when, when you see people doing any type that you know adrenaline and you're just kind of like man this is man this is that looks fun 
and then like the, the building that that they have the class in is it resembles like like how, how some it, it reminded me of the old gym in high school where we had wrestling practice and so i'm you know so of course i'm you know i'm, I'm going back to high school here man i'm thinking man you know <clears throat> and so i immediately think well man it'd be nice to to roll around the mat again you haven't done that in years and so i was like well but then well shoot they don't have i mean you know they don't have wrestling clubs for adults <laughs> right <laughs> um but then i said well i'll look and see if they do and so i just i googled it and then there's actually like um i found the place not too far from here where they do like club activities and they did have one class for like all ages and I was thinking about it and I was thinking <laughs> about it and you guys kind of talked me out of it. And, you know, um, because, you know, it, it yeah, it, it sounds like a great idea until, you know, I'm 48 until you get in there with somebody who's maybe is like 30. Right. Yeah. And so they're older than the kids, but they're not as old as you and they can still move <laughs> around pretty fast. And the idea of getting possibly getting picked up and slammed or whatever by somebody who can move faster than me, you know, um, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of came back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how that works out, man. I, uh, you know, every now and then I and I've talked about this on this show. There's a couple of wrestling schools within driving distance for me, man, like maybe 45 minutes to an hour tops. One guy. uh I won't say I know him, but I, the guy I trained under, he knew really well. So it'd probably take me all about five minutes to jog his memory. I could probably be back in a wrestling ring in, in no time at all. And, and there's a part of me that says, you know what? I can still do it. I could run the ropes. I could bump. I could forward roll. I could, you know, I could go in there and work some spots. I'll be all right. And then I get out of bed and then I get out of bed in the morning and yeah. I wake up in sections like yeah, my feet and then my back. And then my hips, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just you know, kids, when you when you get to be when you when you get past the age of forty, or maybe even like thirty five, you just start having arbitrary, you know, back pain, like or you know, your your knees just start are hurting, and there's no particular reason. It's not like you did anything, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever do that with your injuries? Like you're sitting there, you're like something hurts, and you sit there and you try to analyze, okay, what did I do? And, and how long ago was that? Because there are certain injuries, like I have a left shoulder injury that's been, it's honestly, my left shoulder has been bothering me for over 20 years. I just haven't, aside from working out, I don't, and, and maybe doing a little bit of rehab, it probably needs surgery, but I've been avoiding it. Um, so I know what I did there, but I've got other ones where I'm like, what the, how the heck did I hurt my knee? How the heck did I hurt my hip? Like I, I sit there and I try and figure out in my head, okay, what did I do? When did I do it? You ever do that? Well, cause like my knees have always been bad. Um, like my knees have been bad since high school. And okay. uh, it's funny cause I, I mean, I didn't really know until I started taking physicals for wrestling. And then, you know, you see what they're writing down a little chart and, and this guy writes down, like, he's like a uh, bilateral knee crunch. I'm like, well, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then, but then, you know, and then finally, you know, once you're in practice and you start actually doing stuff on it and then you can hear them, it's like, oh, yeah, they sound like Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, you know, this was when I was in high school, right? Yeah. Um, but um, 
I've hurt my back a couple of times. Like one time I I slipped going down the stairs. Ah, uh, Jesus. And my lower back caught the corner of the uh, step. Ah, uh, damn, dude. That hurts like, just listening to you talk about it. You know how they say like the corner part of the ring is the you know the hardest part of the ring? Yeah. Well, the, the, that corner of that corner part of the steps is like the worst. Oof. And Yikes. <clears throat> so since then, like it's just, you know, I've had, you know, that's kind of like the original, just where things are initiated. So I've had, you know, I've had to be careful with stuff. Like now, um, when I go into the office, like the those kind of garden variety office chairs, yeah, are just terrible for your back. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't even use it. I like there's like a there's a, there's a second chair that they have in, in everybody's little office, and it's just like. It's a, it's one of those like it's just like a it's a regular kind of hard chair, mm-hmm. and so I I end up using that because oh, wow. <clears throat> well because the the office chairs are like the main office chairs like they're not they're not sturdy at all but they're not soft either they're just like flimsy and for me if I sit in that thing all day it just I mean my, yeah my back feels terrible by the oh, end wow. of the day so. For me, it was yeah, it was that that it was that, and um, <clears throat> so that that particular injury, you know, I have to, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta be careful how I, you know, like where I sit, how I sit, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's things. Yeah, I've got all kinds of. I'm, I was born as a congenital defect, uh, kyphosis. It's similar to scoliosis. It's just a different type of curvature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I maintain good posture, you can't really tell, but if I just kind of relax, I slouch and, you know, I, I'm fairly sure that's contributing to a lot of my lower back and hip pains at, you know, almost 50 years old. So, but anyway, we didn't sit here and we didn't come here tonight to talk to you about our old man aches and pains. <laughs> <laughs> we came here to talk to you tonight about the WWE draft. Uh, we started the WWE draft Friday night on SmackDown, wrapped it up on Monday night raw and uh, Rob and I thought we'd talk about some of the more notable names, some of the more notable surprises, and then we'd uh, we'd look at each roster individually, and you know who we think ended up with the better end of the deal, and you know what we think of some of the picks. I will say this: there's one hell of an NXT graduating class coming out of this. Oh yeah, um, you know some really <clears throat> good names, uh, some people that I've been hopeful for, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. And, and quite frankly, at least one or two surprises coming out of that. So let's just start here. Rob, were there any big surprises for you before we get into the rosters themselves? Uh, Okay, I was... Okay, so I... Some... Okay, well, I thought for sure the Street Profits were going to get broken up. I I thought for sure that was going to happen. And because, you know, every other draft, they they usually break up somebody. And they seem to be ripe for the breakup um, to get broken up through the draft because it was just they've been kind of just um, running in place for two years, and I mean, they, I mean, they're you know they're entertaining, they have good matches and all, but as far as just any type of direction or anything like that, I mean, they've gotten a couple of title shots on pay per views, but they've just been kind of running. Yeah, I mean, they've both they've been kind of just not really making any headway really and then the fact that 
you know, of course, look, everybody's been been fantasy booking the Montez Ford singles run for some time. And now that, you know, Dawkins has kind of proven himself worthy of a singles run himself. Um, <clears throat> I figured this was going to be it. You know, this was going to be time. And but they kept them together. So, I mean, I was I was really surprised at that. Um, to me, that's probably the biggest surprise. Um, most of the other ones, I mean, I was, well, I was, I was happily surprised to see AJ come back. <clears throat> Cause like, yeah, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. Cause I mean, the way we, cause you know, the way we all thought last week, cause we, there'd just been no news at all, you know, about him working out or anything. Um, it just seemed like it was going to be an indefinite kind of thing. So to see them, see him come back. And then at first, um, I thought that maybe, cause like when the, when the whole thing first started, <clears throat> like he fell back and he let, you know, Gallows and Anderson fight the Vikings. So I thought, okay, well maybe, okay, well he's back, but he's not ready to do anything yet. Yeah. You know, but then he, you know, but then he hit one of them with the phenomenal forearm. I was like, oh, well he's like, okay, he's all the way back. So, um, that was a nice, pleasant surprise, really. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, but I mean, the rest, I mean, um, well, Coming up, and well, I guess we'll get this later. But coming up from NXT, well, Odyssey Jones surprised me coming up from NXT. I, I did not figure he was getting drafted any or getting moved up anytime soon. Right, because he's only been back from injury. I was telling you guys this in the chat. I was at one of his first NXT return shows several months ago after being out with a with an injury for almost a year. I thought they'd give him more time to cook down down in NXT. But he's been kind of a regular between uh, NXT and NXT level up. I, I guess they feel like he's gotten his reps and his his legs back underneath him. So, you know, as, as long as, you know, expectations aren't too high on him right now, let him let him learn from some of the some of the vets on the main roster, I say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, might, it might just be a thing where um, they feel like he's maybe better off doing that. Um I guess, and I would also, and uh, I thought for sure, I thought Roxanne was going to get moved up, even though, you know, we've talked before about, you know, I didn't think it was a good idea to, to put a 21 year old on the road like no. that. But the way things had been shaking out with her on TV, it looked like they were just kind of, they looked like they were just kind of, kind of, you know, tying up loose ends so she could move on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that didn't happen. You know, so um, I guess, and I guess, and also, I was surprised that they drafted all the women's champions. Um, I was, you know, um, I, I'm, yeah, that kind of left me kind of scratching my head, like, like, okay, what's the logic here? Um, yeah, I they they drafted Indy Hartwell and they drafted the uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And then, then they drafted Caden and Casey, who were challenging them tonight. Tonight, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, because um, I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, if you wanted them, like, okay, I understand calling because Indy's been down there forever, so I, I understand wanting to call her up. But I'm just going to go, well, why'd you put the title on her then? Um, and then, you know, and then I just and I didn't think they were going to call Isla and. Uh, Alba up yet. Yeah, I I thought that, and I did think they were going to call Casey and Caden up. I did think that because uh, they've been you know because um they've been down there forever. But yeah. so I was I was surprised that they called up you know Alba and Isla so quickly or so early. Um, 
So those, you know, those are surprising. Um, like the other NXT folks, like Grayson Waller's no surprise. We knew that because they, yeah, you know, they they closed up all the loose ends with him down there. <clears throat> And we know it goes pretty dead. They got dumped in the river. <laughs> uh, what so, a great send off for those guys to yeah. send him up to the main roster. What yeah. a piece of business that was. Yeah. <laughs> so um, those were, I mean, th- those are pretty clear and obvious because they, they yeah. got, you know, th- all their loose ends got closed up and everything. And then Cameron Grimes, not surprised either because he, he's been down there forever. He wasn't really doing anything. So, yeah. I, I feel like a guy like Grimes, they've been like, look, there's not much to do on the main roster right now. Hold what you got down here. Hold the line. Keep yourself ready to go. And, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of people that have been in a holding pattern for about six months so that we can get through WrestleMania season. You know, like I take, uh, you know, the entire Garcano family, Dexter Loomis. They've been there, but they, you know, people complain online. Well, you know, Johnny Gargano, why haven't they done anything with them? And, you know, I can complain as a Dexter Loomis fan why they haven't done anything with them. But what are they going to do? Like, there's literally not been anything for them to do other than come out and have a match here and there and slowly introduce the audience to these people. So I feel like, you know, I'm hopeful, and, you know, we've talked about this on this show, that a lot of times we get hopeful that WWE is going to start doing things with people, and then they kind of slip back into the old patterns, old habits. Um, So we'll see. We'll go down the list of names here shortly because there's – there's some fresh talent. This was a real shakeup and a real freshen up for both rosters. I think for me, the only real big, big surprise is Trish Stratus officially drafted to Raw. I really thought Trish was going to come in for a one-off. Now, they may be just be doing that because at least for right now, she is, quote unquote, part of the WWE roster. She's an active talent. She has an active feud going on with Becky Lynch. So it, it makes sense from a storyline standpoint that you would draft her somewhere. But I found it interesting that she wasn't a free, one of the free agents. So, you know, is Trish going to hang around a little bit? Are we looking at a longer run here? That, that, that question is yet to be answered. But for me, just seeing her name attached to the draft at all was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, uh, it was. And <clears throat> So, like you said, I mean, we we know she's going to be around for a bit, at least to do this program. Um, but they didn't they didn't really have to draft her. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a little surprising that they, she did, they did actually draft her. Uh, yeah, and they I'm, included and, her in it. Yeah, I'm curious to see you know what that's going to mean because um, it's probably you probably want to save her ring appearances and make them sporadic. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's a I feel like the, the, the blow-off match, the final match between her and Becky, that's a SummerSlam match. Like, I feel like they'll do something. I mean, I know that's a long program. We're still talking about, what, three months away for SummerSlam? Yeah. Two months, yeah, two or yeah. three months away. Maybe they won't drag it out that far. But to me, that's not a B-level or a C-level pay-per-view match. You know what I mean? No, it's not. And it'd be, it'd be weird to have it at... You know, at Backlash or Night of Champions, to have that match there, that'd be really weird. Yeah, so uh, I feel like they're going to do something. Either there's going to be an injury angle somewhere or <clears throat> something. They're going to do something to drag this out until SummerSlam. Because to me, that's a, that's a big four match. Yeah, and um, now I guess the thing is, um, but again, I, you know, I'm, I would keep Trish's actual ring appearances not very frequent because... 
it can go real quick from hey she she can still go to oh maybe not <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um you know um just the more you know the, the you know the more time and you know and just the more times that the part time the less special it is well also well not just but it's also um look i mean to be honest look with with, with the older part timers look they're just smoking mirrors you know that you got to do and that's I what think, I feel like we just talked about when you get older, no matter what kind of shape you're in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, mean, I feel like we led the show off with that discussion. Yeah, so you do, and <clears throat> and I think she's my age. I think she's she is like 47, 48. Now. Yeah, she's mid mid to mid late forties. I mean, she still looks a hell of a lot better than either one of us. Oh yeah, but but, <laughs> but we're I still just, talking about a mid late forty year old woman who's not been an active wrestler. In almost fifteen years, and that and that's the thing, and it's just and that's so it's, important. Isn't and so it's look, it's no different than Goldberg, you know. It's no, it's no different. Okay, um, so you do have to not do too much because yeah. you know because well because like I said, you, you gotta. I mean, you do you do have to mask some things and hide some things, and you know, and so it becomes harder the, the more often you know she's out there it's just like you know the more often goldberg was out there the more often they're out there the more you see it the more often that taker wrestled those last few years the more you saw you know okay what what they actually can't do physically anymore right so you gotta save that and then so that it you know you gotta save that all right well, let's kind of go down. Let's go down the individual rosters here. We'll start with Raw. One thing that I want to mention before we get into that, and Rob touched on this briefly, is they really don't look like they split up any factions and or tag teams from one roster to another. There were a couple of notable instances where people who have been tagging together recently are not listed on the draft page. I'm, I'm pulling this from the Bleacher Report. Uh, like take take for instance on Raw, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, they're not listed together as a tag team. They're listed individually. Uh, the New Day are listed together. Uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman not listed together. Alpha Academy are. Interesting here, Caden and Katana are not listed as a tag team together. They're listed as individual talent. Uh, Indusure, which is Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Sangha are all kind of listed together. Uh, Los Lotharios are still listed as a tag team. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. And like I said, we'll get to the SmackDown side of things, but it really doesn't look like they broke up anyone. Like, uh, other they, than, at least from like SmackDown to Raw, they may split them up as teams on the same brand, but for right now, they kept all the all the units together. Yeah, they, they didn't split up anybody because, um, you know, um, Imperium came as a group. Um Judgment Day. Now they had um, Rhea, and then they had Dom, Finn, and Priest. They had them like a separate draft entities, but they all got drafted. Well, they had because they had Rhea by herself, and then they had Dom, Finn, and Priest together. Yeah, as far as as a draft pick, but they both got drafted to the same show. Right. And um and then and which is what they did with the Bloodline. They had you know we'll get to that, but um so they didn't yeah I mean they they didn't split up anybody. Um, and I was, you know, well, cause I figured they're going to, they're going cause they always get somebody and, but they didn't split up anybody this, this time. Yeah. So, so I mean that, um, 
And looking at Raw, um, so Shinsuke, this is the first time being on Raw. I like that because I feel like this is a chance to freshen him up. A bit. Yes. I like I like Shinsuke on Raw. And also, with, I mean, with this new world title, it's it's a bit the the field is a little bit more open. Yes. Because look on SmackDown, we know all roads lead to Roman Reigns, and you and you losing your Roman Reigns, <laughs> um, pretty much. Um, so this this field is a little more open, and so I think we're definitely going to get the kind of that kind of yearly resurgence we get from um, Shinsuke. I think yeah. we, might, we might be we might be due for it, and you know, with this tournament thing or however they're going to do it, uh, and and that'll be and that'll be wonderful to see because, like you know. You know, those few times a year when he reaches back into the bag and pulls it out, you know, it, it's it's always really good. It's special, and he reminds us, hey, this is who I used to be. Yeah. And still can be when I want to be. Yeah. Um, uh, Drew coming over, I think, is also a good move for him because, again, he, you know, he was on, he was on the Roman Reigns road also. And, yeah. you know, he'd gone down it a couple of times already. There was literally nothing else for him to do there. Um, what else here? Um, I think as far as like the the people that could hover around that particular championship, you've got obviously Seth Rollins is there, Braun yeah. Strowman is there. I mean, there's some big names who could go for this thing, but you've got a couple of guys who you could shoehorn in there just for a match, even if they don't win it. I mean, if let's let's just kind of fan book and make Shinsuke Nakamura your inaugural champion. I'm just throwing a name out there. I don't even know if he's in the running for it. But you've got Apollo Crews on Raw now. Apollo has proven that he can go out there and have a good match with just about anybody. Yeah. And, and like, now, now that he's gone down to NXT, freshened himself up a bit and found a different groove, I could – now, do I think he's going to be, you know, the next – you know, WWE World Heavyweight Champion. No, but he's definitely a guy you can put into a program for that. And, oh, yeah. you know, he's I, I mean, he's absolutely a guy who could somewhere down the line win it. But at least he's another guy you can throw into that mix to wrestle for that. Obviously, Matt Riddle eventually will be in the conversation. Yes. Gunther's in that conversation. So we've got some, you know, six or eight guys who can, you know, you've got programs for years just with those six guys. Yeah, and then, I mean, uh, you know, Bronson Reed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could throw him in a world in a one-off world title match real easy. Yep. Um, um, and look, I mean, Sammy and Kevin, well, they just, look, they just had matches with Roman, so, I mean, you know, that, that that's a real easy fit for a title match sometime. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, they got they got a lot of guys, and these are all guys I think who who needed this because, like I said, Drew had kind of run out of stuff to do. Um, Shinsuke, you know, both of them are running out of stuff to do. Braun, Braun, now Braun and Ricochet are doing really well with the tag team thing, um, but you know, Braun is another guy. Like, you, I mean, you didn't want. I mean, you know. You don't you don't want to serve him up to take just take another ale from Roman. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, so getting him away from that path is yeah. is <clears throat> good for him, I think. Um, and so I think, yeah, I mean, they they did a lot with the guys there. 
And also, I mean, and bringing Gunther over also because, I mean, it's kind of getting to the point where we would have run, they would have run out of stuff for him to do on SmackDown also. Yeah. And then it would have just been, okay, are we going to, you know, are we going to feed him to Roman or, or not? And so now, I mean, he's a guy you can, is, you, I mean, he could drop the Intercontinental title and go right into the world title program. Absolutely. <clears throat> One thing I found interesting, and, and obviously Raw being three hours definitely picked up more overall talent than SmackDown did. I'm rather impressed with the Raw women's division. You know, and, and I know we talked in the chat a little bit about, about SmackDowns and everything, and there's some awesome talent over there as well. We'll go over that here in just a few minutes. But, you know, we've got Becky Lynch, Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell, you've listened to me on this show for weeks and months. You know, I've been pining for Indy Hartwell to get a call up, you know, for at least since uh, the Rumble. And then she had an appearance in the Rumble, did very well for herself. And, and you know, I was impressed with that. And obviously the higher-ups were, too. We mentioned her still being NXT Women's Champion, uh, at least at the time of this recording, uh, who, who, and we're recording on Tuesday night. NXT is on Tuesday night. I don't know if she's scheduled to defend that championship tonight. Uh, she's, we'll she's not. Yeah, she's not. Well, yeah. we'll see how they handle that. If whether she just abdicates and they have a tournament or what. Um, Candice LeRae always welcome on any roster. If if for no other reason, she can you know definitely quarterback some of the some of the you know the younger girls. Chelsea Green, similar situation. Chelsea's great with, you know, character work and things like that. Natalia, always a ring general. Zoe Stark, another one that I've been super high on to come up to the, you know, to come up to the main roster. Zoe Stark's been done cooking for yeah. months. Uh, obviously, Rhea Ripley. This opens the field up for Rhea Ripley so for some very good competition. Please, please sign me up for Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark. Well, you know, I'm not really saying good. it has to happen next week, next month, or even in, by the end of the year, but I would say at some point, give me Zoe Stark and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, and and I was hoping to get a match. I was I was hoping that Charlotte would get the wrestle with Zoe Stark, but uh, that's obviously not going to happen. Not but, at the, not at the moment. Yeah. Um, living living Raquel, Trish Stratus, Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler. This could be a really good refresh for Shayna Baszler. Um, I hope so. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, because I think the, the tag team thing is, I think that's a, as far as being successful in WWE, I think that's basically the lane for her because people, I know people hate Nia Jax, but Shayna and Nia were a very entertaining tag team. They were. I okay. think with Shayna, unfortunately, because I believe she's like 41 or 42. Yeah. Um, so the clock is ticking on her, and I, and I, being a 49 year old man, I never like to say that because we like to feel like we can go forever. But you know, you, I don't know what her health status is. I know she ha- got injured at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know what the status of that injury is, and just the older you get, the more prone to injury you are, and the less quickly you heal up from that. And but she's, I mean, she's in phenomenal shape. So I mean, I think if you're going to pull the trigger on Shayna Baszler for a a meaningful singles run. Now's the time to do it. <clears throat> yeah, um, I guess I've kind of given up hope on that, um, to be honest. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, but I think she and Rhonda, once they're both ready to go, I mean, they're you know they're they will get meaningful time. Um, and. Yeah, I think this will be good for them because again, they they both kind of again on SmackDown they'd both kind of fallen into that 
place of what do you do with them? Yeah. Um, or or where they were just like felt like there was really nothing else to do. Yeah. I think I'm just going to quickly go down the rest of the women here, and it's only because it's notable. Um, after Shayna Baszler was Katana Chance, Caden Carter, Dana Brooke, Emma, Nikki Cross, Piper Niven, Tegan Knox, and Zia Lee. That's one hell of a loaded women's roster. If if you know, maybe not top top names, but a lot of women. We're we're getting back to a conversation we've had on this show before. What do you do with all those women? Um, Cause, well, because you've got almost an equal amount of men on the roster as well. Yeah, and so. I mean, the the quick answer is, you know, the ones that are in tag teams, keep them there. Um, they they now actually finally have the makings of a real tag team division. Because, um, you know, Caden and Katana are an actual team. Um, you can put, um, you know, Liv and Raquel are champions now. Ronda and Shayna, when they're ready to go, will be that. You know, will be a, you know will be an, an actual team. Um, in if you want to put Indian Candace together, they've teamed together before. Um, no reason. And I mean, look, Candace has been getting jobbed out since she got there. Um, I think teaming her and Indy would probably do her a real big favor. Because I mean, somebody's going to take the losses here on this roster, and right. So I mean, getting her in a tag team to Indy would save her, probably save her from that. Um. So you got, I mean, you got the, I think the, to me, the quick and easy answer is to make this tag team thing a reality. And because you can just, you can just load it up with teams. I mean, you got Liv and Raquel, you got Ronda and Shayna, Caden and Katana, you got Chelsea and Sonya. Uh, that's four on Raw right there. And then if you put Indy and Candace together, that's five. And yeah. And then, you know, and then you got a couple teams over on SmackDown. That's, I mean, to me, just do it and make it, you know, make it real, make it stick, keep those teams together. Um, it's what it's May now. Um, keep them, you know, now no, some of those teams I think you should keep together forever. I mean, you, like, there's no reason to ever split up Caden and Katana. I don't think. No, um, I, I like them both, but I don't see any meaningful singles run there for either of them. Yeah. For either one of them. Yeah. Um. So look, I mean, keep. You know, keep those teams together. I keep them. I keep them all together for a year at least. Yeah. Um. There's no reason. To, there's no reason to do some contrived breakup with any of those teams. Um. Keep them together. Keep your division strong, and that way, and you can get all of them on. You can get them on TV, and now that you actually have several teams, you can you know you can have stuff on TV that you can have the division actually be a thing on television now, not just the one team that are the champs and the one team that they're you know challenge is challenging them right now, or in some cases that you have the one team that are the champs and they got no challengers and they're just walking around the belts like you know hood ornaments, right? Um, so now like you you can get away from that now and you can find a way to use more of these women and. Because I think um, Maddie said there are like 23 women on Raw and 15 on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, you know, again, I got to ask, you know, what's the point if you're not going to if you're not going to use. You know, if you're going to if you're going to not use half of them, then what's the point? So 
it's up to them to find a way to find uses and you know so you got you got tag teams ready to go yes i mean some of the women are going to be you know losing to the other women that's just what it is yeah but you know um it's up to them to find stuff to do but they they got they got plenty of people now uh to definitely do this tag team thing with and and you know and we'll see from there uh one thing I'm looking forward to just looking over this roster is at least on Raw, we might be heading back into big boy season. We got Riddick Moss, Odyssey Jones, we've got Indus Sure, which is Jinder Mahal, you know, and Veer and Sanger are both some big boys. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. Those are some big boys, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Uh, we got Otis as part of the Alpha Academy, obviously Bronson Reed. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman, when do I get to see Bronson Reed and Braun Strowman in a ring against each other? Yes. You better reinforce the ring that night. Yes. Um, we've got, uh, you know, Damian Priest is a big boy for, you know, he's yeah. not the biggest of the big guys, but he's a big guy. Kevin Owens is always a slugfest. Then we've got the Viking Raiders, which again, yeah. uh, give me the Viking Raiders against uh, Indus Sure. That just sounds like a, a friggin' just killer, killer match. Oh, yeah. Um, Drew, you know, Gunther. Drew McIntyre, uh, Gunther. So, yeah, we're, we're, we've got the potential for some meaty men slapping meat matches on Raw, Rob. Yes, and, uh, and I'm I'm all here. I'm here for that, and so that and that that has the potential to be a whole lot of fun. And while we're on the subject to that, I want to thank our friend Jay for bringing something up, and this is something I think we're going to do in the near future. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast for long enough, you know me, Rob, Jason. We're all fan of the Haas fights, and uh, you know, between. Our friend Jay, Jason, Rob, myself, we're always sharing like the big, big dudes just slugging it out in, in like old vintage wrestling. And Jay proposed a new segment here on the uh, on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. We've been into these watch alongs. And I think somewhere down the line, and I wanted to give Jay credit for this, is uh, Rob, exactly what did he call this? Um, it was Haas. Uh, I, I lost the text and God, yeah. we haven't message jay in hours so it'd take me a minute to go find it yeah but we're basically going to do hoss fight watch along and i forget what he called it yeah because um there's this uh twitter account was called vintage porosu i think yeah vintage porosu and it just and you know then whoever runs this account they post clips of a lot of just big fight kind of matches where guys are just hitting each other hard and all types of good stuff and so um, so where is it? I'm scrolling, but um, so yeah, Jay, our guy in the group chat, just, you know, um, suggested that we do something like that, and yeah, I'm not finding the thread where he uh, yeah, but well, we're fi- we're figuring out how to do it, but um, yeah, we're always up for trying new things because. Look, nobody wants to nitpick Raw and SmackDown all the time. Well, I guess no. some, some people do. But, I mean, it's... And look, cause one of the reasons that I just... I can't do week like weekly reviews. Because if you're going to do a weekly review point by point of all of these shows, you're going to end up being way too critical. Because it's kind of hard to... It's hard to do that without getting too analytical or too critical about each and every segment. I don't want to do that. You drive yourself insane doing that. I, yeah, I don't see how people do it. I mean, because, like, look, I mean, I mean, yes, there's some some stuff every week. Something something stinks, 
every week something doesn't make sense, right? And but if if you're if you're analyzing this stuff every week, then you have to then you then you know you end up dwelling on those things. I found I found it. I found oh, okay. it. Okay. Cool. We're gonna call it the Hoster Peace Theater. There it is. Here on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, giving Jay all the credit in the world for that. Yes. We will keep you updated as to when that segment is going to start being a regular part of this podcast. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that because, um, yeah, I mean, th- those matches to me, like, I, I, I'm admittedly a, you know, big man biased fan, um, and not just in wrestling. I look, I prefer big men in basketball also. Um, I was always a fan of super heavyweight boxers and heavy is and heavyweight. Yes. Heavyweight boxing. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's where my biases lie. So I'm looking forward to this. And, and also cause, um, like a lot of those clips of the vintage course, guy posted stuff from like the eighties and nineties. And like, there are some guys who did some real work, you know, outside of their home companies. And if we can ever find any of those matches, like, um, it was that one clip he shared. It was a, it was of Steve Austin and it was a Muda. Yeah. And you forget me. You know, if if you if you only saw Stone Cold Steve Austin, then you missed out because stunning Steve Austin could man that that dude could go man. He could go. He was smash mouth. It was just full steam ahead for the whole match. And and I always tell people, hey, if you and like Rob said, if your only reference for Stone Cold was for Steve Austin was Stone Cold. Go back on the go on the WWE cock. Look up some old WCW. Find Austin versus Steamboat. Yes. Just watch Steve Austin versus Ricky Steamboat. There is your there. There's Steve Austin. You know. Yeah, and they had several matches in WCW too. So you can you could you got plenty to pick from. And yeah, it, man, they just they, yeah, it was just great stuff those guys he did. And he's just one of those guys that you know. I mean. Unfortunately, he didn't really, you know, his career, when his career really took off is when he had already had a bunch of injuries. Yeah. Yeah, he and, was broken down at that point. But give him credit that um, for completely reinventing how he worked in the ring, you know, uh, to get around that. Um, because, you know, if most most people, if you got – Two bum knees and a, and a broken neck, you know. Um, that that might be, you know, <laughs> that you, you might decide to shut it down, and everyone would understand. Yeah. But he found a completely new way to work, and you know, and to and it, it, you know, and that was the biggest part of his career. But yeah. but like we said, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Like I said, you go back and watch some of the old WCW stuff and see him really work. And so, but yeah, we're looking forward to this though. Uh, we're, we're still figuring out how it's going to, how we're going to do it, but that's going to be something to, you know, be on the lookout for here. All right. Well, let's wrap up talking about raw. We cannot walk away from this segment of the, uh, of the draft talk without talking about Cody Rhodes. Obviously he was, you know, alongside Roman Reigns, number one, you know, draft pick for raw, uh, going to be interesting to see what they do with Cody. I, I, I plant my flag in the sand and I'll, 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 I'll plant it there. Cody is not winning the inaugural championship run with the new newly, uh, newly commissioned WWE world heavyweight championship. 
I, I just don't think Cody's doing that. Me neither, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see where they go with him from here. Yeah, and so um, like, there are a lot of options here for this. Um, guys who would make sense immediately. You know, Drew would make sense immediately. Um, Gunther would even, you know. Um, so both of them, Seth Rollins, obviously. Um, so, I mean, those are, those are three guys right there who would make, immediately would make sense. Yeah. You know, winning it. Um, you know, we said Shinsuke, you know, as a dark horse, I think could, could work. Um, but it's just, and, you know, I think it's, it's, it's opened up some opportunities. Um, and, you know, and yes, I mean, I know people, people are going to look at this as the, you know, the consolation belt or whatever, but I look at it like this. Look at some of the matchups we could potentially have here. Look at opportunity for guys who had again gotten, you know, they had gone down the, the Roman Reigns road and there wasn't anything else for them to do really. Yeah. Um better for those guys to have something meaningful to do now. Yeah. And and there's a lot of guys if you want like Rob and I were talking about big Haas fights for that thing, you've got that potential. You've got some potential for just some very good graps. I mean, they they picked up some incredible wrestlers. Matt Riddle and J.D. McDonough. You're yeah. going to tell me those two guys can't tear the house down together? Yeah. Like, there's some really good potentials here. Seth Rollins can go with anybody. Obviously, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can mix it up. And and even you've got, you know, former WWE uh, was universal heavyweight Kofi Kingston. Uh, he, he's the world champion. He's yeah. world champion. He's world champion. You've got former champion Kofi Kingston. You've got Xavier Woods, who on any given night can have a great match with anybody. So the potential is there. Guys, this World Heavyweight Championship is going to be what you make of it. And if you're already treating it like the consolation prize, then it's dead in the water. Yeah. Me, yeah. I, for one, this podcast host, is looking forward to the potential matchups we can have over that thing. And to me, that and the creative that they build around those matches is what's going to make this championship. Exactly. And it doesn't matter that you didn't beat Roman for it. Like, yes, Roman is the Thanos of the World Wrestling Federation. We get it. Okay. That's that's and that's fine. But there there is no reason why this shouldn't be an exciting and fun time for wrestling and WWE fans implementing this new title. Like I, I cannot in I cannot wrap my head around shitting on this idea. I mean neither, because I mean because look um did you really want all these people just, you know, waiting for their turn to lose a Roman? Um, and I'm saying this is somebody who is a, a you know, Roman Reigns apologist, right? And who has enjoyed every minute of this run. But there are, you know, there are some guys who need something else to do. Uh, yeah. And there are some guys who, you know, were kind of running in place over there on SmackDown who, need, who, who very much needed something else to do. And this is that. And so be happy for them. Um, be happy for, like I said, there, there are a lot of really good matchups you're going to get out of this. And, you know, and so look over with Roman, because look now with Roman, basically, you know, with, with Roman, it's it's story now. Yeah. It, it's not really about the matches anymore. It's really, you know, it's it's about the story. So over here on the other side, you got something you can make about the matches. And 
what I find funny about this whole thing is this what this is what people do with WWE. WWE will make something new or at least throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. And wrestling fans shit all over it. There was a little championship several years ago that they implemented that everybody thought it was the dumbest idea in the world and it was stupid and it wasn't going to last. That championship currently sits across the shoulders of Roman Reigns, and that is the Universal Championship. They created a title out of thin air with zero lineage to it. They had to create an entire history. And I remember I remember vividly, and Rob, please correct me if I'm wrong, I remember vividly when Seth and Finn Balor were wrestling over that thing. They were openly in the crowd shitting on that belt. Yes, they were. During what was a fantastic wrestling match. And I specifically remember Seth Rollins posting on Twitter the next day. I forget who, I don't know who the town was, but he's like, uh, you guys let me down. Yeah. They went out and had a banger of a match, but the only thing people couldn't get out of their heads was this universal red leather universal championship belt, which I loved. I thought the red leather was hot as hell. Yeah. But they then they did the same thing, and I, I realized there's going to be somebody who groans at this. They did the same thing with the 24-7 championship. Now, was the 24-7 championship a beautiful belt? No, it was ugly as shit. Yeah. And the, but the concept was what everybody shit on, and then our truth went out there and turned into one of the most entertaining things on WWE programming for over a year. Yes. Over a year. And it was something that people shit on, but it was one of the most just uh, the segments did really well in the ratings. The segments did really well on the YouTube and the streaming views. Uh, so it, we do this every single time. And now people are circling back around because there's a new thing. They're shitting on it. And in two years, when we've had a hell of a lot of fun with this, we're on our third champion, fourth champion, and we've had some hellacious battles over this thing. The, the entire discussion that people are having over this will probably be a 180 from what they're having right now. Yeah, and um, that's what I'm hoping. And because, again, um, I mean, there are a lot of just really good wrestlers here and guys who can have some really good matches together. And now there's a reason for them to do it. And you know, and look, you know, and and we're gonna get when we get to SmackDown. You know, look, the, you know, Roman has some new guys over there that he hasn't done anything with, or hasn't or or hasn't done anything with in a while, and and that was needed also um, because you know, and look, and look, and I mean, I'm I'm late coming around to this because for a lot for a, a good while I was very much against the whole well, Raw needs a title too. You know, um, I was very much against that. Uh, for a while, and I guess because I was just looking at it like adding a title to what the roster was at the time, and right, and that the roster that they had up until now, you know, before this draft, um, to me, it it wasn't it wasn't configured right to quote unquote need a world title, but now I mean they got a whole lot of heavy hitters over here and guys again who didn't have, who had run out of stuff to do over on SmackDown. And now there's a chance to do something new with them. And yes, they need something to fight for. Um, and I'm hoping that they do that with the tag team titles also, but, uh, you know, we'll see when that, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, um, to me, there's a lot to be excited about here with this, because again, just all the different matchups you can get out of this and guys that have something to fight for now. And, <clears throat> You know, and it, it makes it, it makes all the difference in the world. And just take it in and enjoy it. 
Yep. All right. So before we get into talking about SmackDown's draft picks, I want to invite you to go to the ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can find several of your favorite podcasts from the Chair Shot Radio Network. Have t-shirts there, including this very own Mindless Wrestling Podcast. That's right. You can go check out the t-shirts there. Go pick yourself one up. Pick one up for your loved one. We will thank you for it. They will thank you for it. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shots. Now, let's get back in here and talk some more draft stuff. We're going to move on over to SmackDown. And again, uh, there's there's some really good stuff here. I'm going to start off with um, Smack, uh, former Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, heading over to, heading over to SmackDown, Rob. Yeah, now, um. I was not okay. I should have included that in my surprises because I did not think they were going to do that. Um, because I thought because you know, Rhea and Judgment Day had been over on SmackDown for since like March, yeah. Um, so I figured that that was kind of just that was their kind of introduction to being there and that they were going to stick around, but nope, she is back on SmackDown and. So, I mean, it, I think it, it was a surprise, but I think also they'd run out of, I mean, even though she's the women's champion, they, you know, I mean, we even talked about this, um, just creative thing, thing, things have just kind of, I don't know, thinned out over there on Raw with her, um, you know, nothing that's her fault, but just, they just had been spinning their wheels with her creatively as far as giving her stuff to do. Um, and I think also she had kind of run out of opponents also. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, cause obviously look, I mean, they're not going to do her and Rhea for some time and maybe not till next year, probably. Um, but you know, when, when the match with Oscar went the way it did at WrestleMania, then, you know, it's like, well, you know, since they're not going to do Rhea for a while, there's only one opponent left. And, so one of them had to move to the other show. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I, you know, I thought that, I thought that it was going to be the opposite, but, um, but uh, she's here now. And so, and this, this, man, this, this, this division badly needed an overhaul. I mean, it really badly needed an overhaul. We talked about on Oof. this show before, aside from Charlotte and maybe one, or two others, SmackDown, SmackDown's women roster, not that, you know, the women on there were bad, but there just weren't any big stars. Like, it was Charlotte and everyone else. And that's not a knock on them, but Charlotte is just so far ahead of the rest of the pack. And, and yeah. We, we Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Rob. This was a shakeup they needed. Uh, go ahead and finish your thought, and then I'm going to run down okay. the list of women on on the SmackDown roster. Because, I mean, look, and like y'all know, I've been complaining that they didn't really do much with Charlotte this last title reign, and well, but there wasn't really—I mean, there, there wasn't really anybody there that you could even have a TV main event with that you know that you could actually promote as something that was a big deal. Um, well, because I mean, basically, once, once Ronda took herself out of that consideration, I mean, um. Now and because they they haven't had a TV main event 
a women's main event on SmackDown since last May, and that was uh, Charlotte and Ronda did like a beat the clock thing. Yeah. Um, they hadn't had one since then, and there was there was nothing that looked like you could have put it as a TV main event, you know, since and particularly with the bloodline stuff going on and and look it and it hurt. I mean, it hurt the overall show because, like we said for the past, because you had for how many weeks did they have to keep running some combination of Kevin, Sammy, Jimmy, Jay? Yeah. I mean, I'm just for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And as look as great as those guys are, as great as I mean, but I mean, you start. I mean, it got to the point where that was it was some combination of that every week, and then you know before that you know it was. You know, they remember going into the war games. It was some combination of you know, the bloodline and Kevin and Seamus and the boys and Drew. And then before that, it was, you know, um, and because there was nothing on the women's side that you could put in a TV main event for a, right. you know, and so now, um, obviously not going to do Charlotte and Bianca on TV, but, but you got, you can do Bianca and Oscar again. You can always do Charlotte and Oscar. You can do Charlotte and Bailey. Um, you can do Charlotte Bailey Oscar and some triple threat type of deal. Um, and you can um, you could do you know Charlotte and EO. You could do you know if damage control splits up, then you could you could do Bailey and EO or whatever, right? Um, there there are just so many different common. Now you have a lot of actual combinations of things that you can do on and now and so many weeks when they did have women's matches on SmackDown, they were two minutes, three minutes. And, and it's just, you know, given that it's only two hours, given that you, they have, you have a lot of stuff given, given that you have to get the bloodline stuff all in there. There was nothing, there wasn't much there that warrant that, that you could justify given more than two or three minutes. Right. Um. So now, you know, they got, they got, they got people there now that you can, you know, that you can do that with. And it very badly needed that. All right. I'm going to go down the list of women for, uh, for SmackDown here. Obviously we have SmackDown women's champion, Bianca Belair. Uh, for what it's worth, I'm counting her. Um, well, no, where's she at? Anyway, okay. So we've got Mia Yim as part of the OC. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Mia Yim who can go out there and have a good match with anybody. We've got Damage Control, the trio of Bailey, Eo, Sky, and Dakota Kai. We've got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Yes. Now, whether or not they bring them in as a full-fledged tag team or whether or not they split them up again is to be determined. Uh, for what it's worth, because I don't think she's really worked a, a real program yet, B-Fab, um, Lacey Evans, Charlotte Flair, uh, Zelina Vega of the Latino World Order, Asuka... Scarlet with Karrion Cross, which I, Scarlet can work. So, you know, yeah. it's I, it's to be determined whether or not they're going to use her as a regular spot on the women's roster. Shotzi Blackheart, Tamina, and that is that wraps up the SmackDown women's roster list. Um, I'm going to throw something controversial out there. Just looking at this list, I think Bianca Belair's first big threat slash challenge is going to be Lacey Evans. Um, I think it's going to be Lacey Evans because aside, we, we, we've done uh, – Charlotte is there. Right. But 
we're still several months away from SummerSlam, and and Charlotte and Bianca Belair is not a B-level pay-per-view match. Nope. That is either a SummerSlam. That is a big four. Man, that is a big four pay-per-view match. Yeah. So. I, we can remove Charlotte from the from the uh, the running here for at least a few months. Um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, absolutely zero connection to the main roster crowd. Incredible workers, incredible gimmicks. They'll get there, but right now it's too soon. Bailey, you could probably do, but I feel like you'd be running back something they just did, you know, yeah, a few you, months ago. You, you can't. You you yeah. They they Bianca's beating Bailey into the ground and right. That you know, I mean. <laughs> You could potentially do either EO or Dakota. I guess it just depends on what the plans are with damage control. Tamina, God bless her. Tamina has a role. Uh, unless somebody has some type of creative thing that they're planning on doing with Tamina, I, I don't see her being much more than an enhancement at this point. Yeah, and, um, uh, and she was one of the people that benefited from the 24-7 title. By yes, way. yeah. She, she, she got her more TV time, and that, that whole thing that she did with uh, Akira Tozawa was just the wedding and everything. Yeah. It was, was great wrestling television. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, Shotzi Blackheart. I think Shotzi could go in and at some point have a program with her. Uh, Asuka, you're not going to run that one back, which leaves really Lacey Evans. And I know a lot of people are not real high on Lacey Evans. I think Lacey Evans is a better in-ring talent than people give her credit for. Uh, I think the gimmick is they should have just stuck with pinup doll. Like there was nothing wrong with 1950s, 60s era pinup doll Lacey Evans. And yeah. you know, I realize she's trying to modernize it and it's about, you know, empowering women and and, and so I, I whatever she's doing here. But when I just look at it from an in-ring ability, I, I see her being the the next person to challenge Bianca. Um, I it, it makes sense because it's well, it's May, so yeah, you got. I mean, you got between June and July, and yeah, like I guess because what I've always said about Lacey Evans is she got two left feet, and if they would just have her, if they would have her just stand up and fight people, it'd be a lot better. She she needs to, her in ring. Acumen needs to be more ground and pound based. Yes. Yeah. She doesn't um, need to be getting in there getting cute. Right, and then they, they've they've had her try to do that, and again, like I said, she she got looks like she has two left feet in there when when they ever trying to do that stuff, and so if I mean, and she looks she's good on the mic at getting the heat on the mic, um, and so I think yeah, if, particularly now where you're kind of in between big pay per views. I think that would actually be a good choice um, because, again, because, you know, like I said, Charlotte is a little bit off in the distance there. Um, and right now, again, you can't, I mean, you can't, you can't do her and Bailey again. I mean, they've, they've gone too many times and too many times in recent memory. And, and, it, yeah. all, and, and it all it ends the same way every time. That's the other thing. I mean, um, so I think, I don't think that that's not, I think that's, Actually, a good call there. I think, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do it. Um, also, I think um, another reason to be happy for AJ and them to be back is now uh, Mia has uh, now that she's in with the group again. Again, it, uh, when they left, kind of left her out there by herself, they were jobbing her out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, um, she's another one. I talked earlier when we were talking Raw. She's you know, there's a certain group of talent that have just been kind of 
in a holding pattern. And, and Mia Yim has definitely been in the holding pattern. Yeah. You know, while AJ Styles gets healthy and they figure out what they're doing with the OC. Um, it, it's going to be interesting as we as we transition here from the women's roster talking about the the factions. You've got the bloodline. Obviously, you know, Roman Reigns is Sol Sokoa with Paul Heyman. Um, lots going on in terms as far as how things are going to shake down with the Usos. The Usos lost a an, an opportunity to regain the unified cha- tag team championships. Obviously, there's going to be hell to pay with Roman Reigns as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you've got that. We've got the Latino World Order. You've got Hit Row. I, there's you've got the Brawling Brutes. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting potential faction warfare going on here. Yeah, and that, and that that should be real good. And um, a faction warfare is always fun. Oh yeah, it is. It is, and um, a lot of and a lot of potential you know war games kind of stuff going on that could happen. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, and one matchup that we definitely have to, you know, uh, bring up now that uh, Mr. Mr. Lashley is over here on the blue brand. Yes, Lashley uh, was Lashley's a whole discussion. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really hoping. I mean, if they they do that at, at SummerSlam, him and Roman, I, I'd be really happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Lashley is on my short list of people that I'm okay if he beats Roman Reigns. Absolutely. He's not going to beat Roman anytime soon. I agree with our boss, Greg DeMarco. We're getting, you know, the Hogan run and beyond from, from Roman Reigns. But I, if if they looked at me tomorrow and said, Lashley's the guy. Okay. Lashley's the guy. Yeah. I mean, even though, and look, I mean, if he were, if he were to beat Roman, it'd be one of those deals where Roman would probably went back a couple months later. Right. Right. But still, um, I mean, he, he's somebody who, you know, I mean, like he looks the part, right? I mean, you, I mean, he 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 looks instantly credible, right? I mean, yes. And he and he works credible, you know. And so, um, and look, and we're talking about factions. Um, there are a few guys that are free agents, um, namely Cedric, Shelton, and almost. Um, if if they're ever going to get the band back together, I mean, and look, I would say get them all back and with Bobby, and then. You know, MVP can just be ninety percent a manager instead of seventy five percent. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I would be all for that, and I would be all for a um a reunited you know hurt business in the bloodline. Now I would absolutely be here for that if they if they want to do that. That would be a great War Games match. Yes. <laughs> you imagine Solo, the Usos, and Roman <laughs> against against the Hurt Business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that With would, almost in there, my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean that that would be outstanding. And um, so there's just I mean, and again, Bobby, somebody else. You know, I mean, how many times are you going to challenge for the U.S. title over there? Yeah. Raw. I mean, how many times? And and how many times they have to come up with some convoluted way for him to not win the title? You know. Yeah. Let's talk about the U.S. Championship because uh, U.S. Champion Austin Theory uh, has been drafted to SmackDown, and there's some potential one-on-one matches. I mean, I personally, I'd like to see a, a program between him and Santos Escobar. I think those two would tear the house down over the U.S. Championship. Oh, yes. Um, him, um, L.A. Knight. 
is one of him, them. L.A. Knight. Yep, Butch. I'd love to see him and Butch. Yeah, and um, so just to run through the list here. Who else? Um, of course, him and Ray. I mean, they've fought before, but you know, we'll watch that again. <laughs> um, him and AJ Styles. Um, yeah. Um, him and Montez or Dawkins. Um, him and Solo, if they want to do that. Um, a lot of good. I mean, a lot of just a, there's a lot there you, because again, Theory was wrestling Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley every week, right, or, or every month, and it it had been rinse and repeat for several months now, and then occasionally they threw him somebody else. Um, so what? yeah, go ahead and finish. I'm uh, sorry. It's just it, it's it's you know it, it's another one. He's good to see him get to do something else. One thing that I find interesting, and they don't often do heel versus heel, but if there was ever a prick versus prick match that I would want to see, it's newly drafted from NXT Grayson Waller versus Austin Theory. Like, oh, yeah, just yeah. a-hole versus a-hole for the U.S. championship. Just to me, that's that writes itself. The creative behind that would be amazing. Could you imagine the promos between those two guys? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would, yeah. yeah. Grayson Waller's going to be a. He, we're in for a hell of a ride with this guy on SmackDown. Yeah, and uh, it's just a matter of again, got you know, you got to find him some time. But um, yeah, I think uh, when, when he when he gets a chance to do something, I think he's going to do great. Yeah, I just I hope people again, and we we've talked about this on the show. Don't do this thing that you do. Where if in three months Grayson Waller has not won a championship, that this was not a wasted run. The guy is what in his I don't know how old Grayson Waller is. He's like he's like 30, 31. He's like 30, 31. Okay, so we've still got some time. He's not 23, but right. you know, he's also not 40. So we we've got some time here. Yes, we love him in NXT. Yes, I think he's a hell of a talent. I think he's got a hell of a future. He still needs to one, acclimate to the main roster, and two get himself introduced to that crowd. He's a heat magnet. I think he'll pick it up quick, but I don't want to see the internet do this thing that they do where all of a sudden they act like he's ruined because he hasn't won a championship by, you know, month three. Right. And just, um, everybody needs to be patient, man. Just, you know, cause they've moved a lot of people around on both of these rosters. Um, and, you know, you should want everybody to get a chance to do something here. And, and look, everybody, there's going to be some rotating around. Um, because look, you can't, you can't fit all these people on TV, obviously every week. So there's going to be some moving around. There are going to be some people who are on and off. Um, actually it's probably for the better that Charlotte takes more breaks now. Um, because, you know, um, having all of them there all year long, it would be, you know, a hell of a logistical thing to do. Um, but so look, there's going to be some rotating. Um, and, and like, you should, all the more reason to not get so worked up over Roman, like, not being there every week. Because, well, well now, okay, so now there really is an opportunity for some people do some things those weeks when he's not there because the past month, you know, he hasn't been there, but they've just been running the Jimmy and Jay, Sammy and Kevin yeah. show. 
Um, so this, and, and, and I'm also happy that they put Kevin and Sammy on raw and so that now they are at least, you know, officially separated from Jimmy and Jay for, after a bit, because yeah, I mean, look, I love those guys, but it, it you know, it, it had gotten to me, for me, it had gotten to the point of just overkill. Yeah. I it's mean, like, how much more of this can we do? Like we got the point. I, hopefully they put it to bed last Friday night. And that's it, at least for a little while. You know, you can run it back in, you know, a few months. But for right now, we need to freshen up. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they both need to get just some other people to go do something with. You know. Yeah. A couple of notables on here. Again, we're talking a couple of NXT call-ups and then a couple of standouts that I'm looking forward to seeing what they do on their own. Uh, Cameron Grimes, who we've talked about on this show, has long, it's long been done. There's no, There was nothing more for him to do in NXT a year ago. Um, but again, he was one of those guys like, okay, you bring him up to the main roster and then what, you know, now we've got this soft reboot of the, uh, the whole roster. You bring Cameron Grimes in there. You can easily slot him in. Kim and LA Knight could have a hell of a program. Yeah. If nothing else, just cutting pro- promos on each other. Um, Rick Boogs, Rick Boogs. I like, I like Rick. I think he's, you know, he's, he's learned a lot. He's come a long way. Unfortunately, got injured at last year's WrestleMania in his tag team match against the Usos. Um, was out for almost a year with that. Um, and now he's back and he's on his own. He was previously teamed with Shinsuke Nakamura. And he was very much an integral part of the Shins- Shinsuke Nakamura experience. And, and, and in the process, kind of getting his own groove over, it'll be interesting to see how he stands on his own. Is he able to get out there and, and keep generating interest in himself beyond being a part of that intro. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with that. And I, pretty deadly. I'm excited to see him here. I love these guys. They're absolutely incredible. But right now I'm looking at the field and I'm like, okay, they. I only see them fitting in right now in one place, and that's either against the Street Profits or potentially in a program against Hit Row. Oh, uh, cause um, yeah, and now I think what I would do with them is right now look, they would be gold in some backstage segments. Yes. So I would do that for a while, and and then get just get them familiar with, get them on TV, um, get them doing some backstage segments, and you know you can wait a little bit to put them in the ring, um, and. And this is why I also, you know, want there to be um, to them to to split up these tag team titles, um, because I mean, tag team wrestling in in, in particular um, is, is very title dependent. I mean, and if I'll just I'll challenge anybody name me a name me a great or memorable tag team feud that didn't involve a title of some kind. Yeah, they're few and far between. Yeah. And so you've got a bunch of tag teams, um, but it, with only one champion, that means that, you know, even if they're hopping both brands, um, well, you're, it was just, well, you know, um, it's still, it's, you know, it kind of, it, it ties things up. And I think it's better now that you, you have, again, multiple tag teams on both shows. It's better to have 
something for each of them on each, to fight for on each show than to have them all just kind of spinning their wheels because look, they I mean they've tried doing feuds with like some teams that don't involve the title and like nobody really cares. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they tried that with the Vikings and a few different teams and it's like no and honestly nobody cares. Um and that's no knock on the guys, but it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get people to, to care and invest in tag team wrestling with no title involved whatsoever. Um, it, it, is. it is. Yeah, it's a rare breed of tag team that can do that. Right, and Hulk and Animal not walking through that door. Um, they're not. Um. Because they were like one, they were one of the few teams that you could, um, you could do that with that you know because you could just have them get to you know, get into a beef with somebody and make something out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean that team doesn't exist today to be honest. Um, so I hope they find you know they find some way to split up the tag team titles, or shoot, just I mean well hell just so or at some point you just tell Sammy and Kevin okay well you guys are wrong so. We're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be the Royal Champions again, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but um, because look, you you can do all the cool backstage stuff in the world with Pretty Deadly. You can have good matches with the Street Profits. You can do all of that, and with you know, and look when when Gallows and Anderson. Well, we, we've talked about them before. You know, when you know when, when it's time to actually work, they can still do it. Yeah, um, when 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 there's when there's something on the line, Gallows and Anderson do step up, no doubt about that. Yeah, but I mean they need something to fight for. I mean they do because otherwise, look, if you're just gonna have, if they're just gonna be having matches, like, you'll get mailed it in Gallows and Anderson real fast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, they they need to figure out a way to split up those tag team championships, I, and that's one thing where I think you know brand specific, you do need your own tag team champions. Yes. You know, so one notable name on here, and I'm I'm I don't want to get too deep down this road because we've talked about this guy ad nauseum at length. Carrying cross on this roster right now sticks out like a sore thumb. And yeah. I don't want to sit here and knock the guy because I'm still hopeful that whatever he's trying to do is gonna catch on. I just, right now, I can't find anywhere to slot him in. He's obviously not going against Barrowman any time in the near future. No. Um, He could potentially upset Austin Theory and have a U.S. championship run. But, I mean, the only other person I could see them trying to get this guy where he needs to be is Sheamus. And and I feel like if, if Sheamus can't do it, then maybe it's time to have a discussion. Yeah, and um, and, well, and I hate saying that because I like Karrion Cross. Like I love the presentation. I just feel like fans just aren't catching on to what this guy's doing. And um, yeah, and it's it's uh, like there's a gap. Yeah, it's just you know, so the presentation is fine. It's just I don't know, man. It's well, you know what? I think well, he has a match with Shinsuke on Friday, um, and I think, um, well, that's going to be a tell. I mean, now look, he's not getting. I don't think he's getting released or anything. No, like that. no, 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 no. And I no, don't. But, I'm not wishing that on him. No, but if 
um, how that match goes um, could be telling as far as how they're going to book him going forward. I just... Um, I, I look for him to quote-unquote run Nakamura out of the territory Friday night. It, I, I think it's going to be one of those finishes. It needs to be. I mean, he, he needs something like that. Um, yeah. And even look, if he gets... I mean, even if he gets disqualified and like keep choking him out or something like or other, uh, he he needs some type of finish or some type of ending where he comes out looking strong and right and to go forward and look and you can do that without him actually like he doesn't have to even have to beat Shinsuke in the match he just needs to you know come out of it you know I mean I wouldn't know I think he should no I wouldn't have him lose. But oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't have him like take a pin or something. I mean, but right. Um, how they handle this is, yeah. I mean, is I think it it, it could possibly potentially be sending a message to the audience some kind of way. Um, look, I'm look. I don't advocate for anybody to get released. Um, and but I think with him, we're kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, well, is this ever going to happen? Um, uh, you know, um, and well, one guy I'm, and one guy I'm, I'm absolutely past that point with is, is, um, Bray Wyatt, who was not drafted. Um, I, I I'm done I, with Bray. Yeah. <laughs> I, I take this for what it's worth. Cause again, we're going back to the filthiest of dirt sheets for, for any news on this one. I read something earlier today that WWE was hiring, was putting a new creative team in place for him to try and do something with that character that means something. And I don't know how much of what he was doing last year was, I don't know how much of that was his input and influence versus him trying to take what he was given. But, and, and, and I'll, buddy, I'll put on the cape for Bray Wyatt any day of the week. I was starting to look at it like, okay, what are we doing? Like it just was not clicking even worse than cross. And Bray's an established star. Yeah. And when it gets to the point where, where Bray's out, and I'm like, uh, bring out Karrion Cross. You know, uh, now maybe that's your guy. You know, maybe putting Bray and 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 Cross together in a program, maybe that's the maybe that's the key. I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, something's got to get. Like you said, take that for what it's worth. I read that from the filthiest of dirt sheets. I'm not even going to give him credit. Yeah, I saw it. Too. It may not even be a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Um, and uh, me and uh, Will Mahoney uh, both kind of sighed on the timeline about that. Like, uh, yeah, I think I saw. I think actually, I think you and Will is where <laughs> I. It just came up in my my thread. So yeah, um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But overall, I mean, look, I think this was actually, I think this was a, a very good, very eventful draft. I think um, I think it was too. I, I I have some mutuals that were kind of let down by it. I'm like looking at it, I'm like, what's to be let down by? Yeah, like what, what? I mean, there are a bunch of people who have new things to do. It did badly needed new things to do or new people to fight or something. And look, I I am very excited for the 14 time women's champion because I'm very I mean, because I want to see her with EO and and with Dakota and with um. Of course, Bianca, when that happens, um, always down to see her and Oscar go again or her and Bailey go again. Um, you know, it's just, it's been, you know, I mean, 
I'm not going to, well, I'm not, look, I'm not going to, you know, denigrate anybody, but, but it's, it's been a few months of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll just, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and look, she's at the point in her career where, no, I mean, you, you don't send her out there on TV to wrestle, you know, somebody who's kind of lower down on the card. I mean, you know, at this point, it, it you know, it can, it's, Charlotte Flair is starting to transition into that attraction phase of her career. You bring her out for the big events. You bring her out for the big moments. Um, I would not be surprised if Charlotte negotiates more of a a Roman Reigns type of contract in the next two years. It would not shock me at all. I don't know when her contract is up. Yeah, I don't either, yeah. It would not shock me if she starts to negotiate – that type of deal. I, she's had one incredible hell of a WWE career. And I'm certainly not suggesting that she's going to wrap it up or that she should wrap it up. But I think how how much more is left unless we're going for 17. And um, I think, well, she, well, she said, well, now she said she is now. Um, okay. So, so if that's the goal, 17 is the goal. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Um, so, but I think I, it would not shock me at this point. Some other women have got to step up. Charlotte was the workhorse of that division. And that's not knocking anybody else. There were some awesome workhorses, you know, taking nothing away from Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, you know, Rhea, Bianca, none of those girls. But I think, you know, to to being a cornerstone of that division, I think, you know, Charlotte has earned the, uh, the enough cachet to take, you know, take a different type of contract at this point. Let some of these other girls step up and shine. And that, and, um, cause now, you know, now there are, there are a few new people that she hasn't really been in the ring with and it'll be good. Like, it'll be good to see her, you know, get, get in there with like Dakota. So I think mm-hmm. she, they've never had a match together. Uh, she and EO did a couple of years ago, but I mean, it's been a while. Um, and of course, you know, then there'll be some big match with her and Bianca down the road or, um, so, but at this point, I mean, do you want to have Charlotte on TV wrestling Lacey Evans? Not really. Or, you know, or, you know, would you want to have her on TV wrestling? Like, you know, or Shotzi you know, again? Yeah, not really. Um, you know, um, so at this point, yeah, I mean, it, but she, she needed some, some newer people or, or some people she hadn't fought in a while. And so, I'm I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Well, we talked a few minutes ago about uh, pretty much the entirety of what is left of the Hurt Business being free agents. Let's talk about a couple other people. Uh, One, Dolph Ziggler, which is no surprise. Dolph has become kind of the main roster gatekeeper. Yeah. So you really want to plug that guy in wherever you can. If you've got a talent that you're trying to do something with, Dolph is the guy, and I think he's – comfortably transitioned into that role. So, you know, that's a good one there. Mustafa Ali was the interesting one. Um, I, like, again, this is a discussion I don't want to get too far down the road on. I, I like that they're still trying to do something with him. I just feel like it, it may be a little too, too little too late in terms of trying to get him elevated. So I don't know what his role as a free agent is going to be, if it's going to be similar to Dolph or if they're just going to play things out and see if they can find a more permanent slot for him. Um, and then this was one that surprised me just because I don't know anybody that was asking for this. 
Von Wagner? Did anybody yeah. have Von Wagner on their bingo card for getting drafted at all at this point? Yeah. Um... I, I certainly didn't. And, and I'll say this about Von Wagner. We have not, we have not been kind no. to Mr. Wagner <laughs> on this podcast in the past. <laughs> he has gotten better. I've watched him over NXT over the last few months, and there are things about him that are getting better. I think they finally found his strengths, and I think they're encouraging him to, you know, go with his strengths and kind of hide his weaknesses. But Von Wagner was a name that I didn't didn't even float around my head as an as a potential NXT call up. Yeah, I I mean yeah, uh, me neither. Um, so I don't know what, what's. I mean, Rob, Rob's got nothing on this one. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, almost got to beat somebody sometime. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, back I, down. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I got, I got nothing. Right. And again, I'm looking here at uh, thebleacherreport.com. A couple of names that were not even mentioned as part of the draft, and uh, one of them was the aforementioned Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss. Interestingly enough. Uh, I guess her status with WWE, according to the dirtiest of sheets, has been a bit in question of late. And one Logan Paul, which does not surprise me at all. Logan Paul is, again, an attraction-type talent. He's not a full-time addition to the main roster. He's not somebody you're going to see week in and week out. You're going to see him in the big moments on the bigger shows. So not not no shock there that Logan Paul wasn't part of any official draft. Yeah, um, I think, well... I think Alexa Bliss is, I think, well, she's another one. I think, um, I think she's kind of on that, you know, if you got something for me to do, I'll be here. But if you don't have anything planned for me to do, I'm not flying out there to sit in catering. Well, that, and I think she's got other side projects going on. Didn't she just do the mask singer recently? Uh, she did that. And she was just on some other thing with, um, um, her and the Miz or some on some singing thing like either last night. I think I just saw that too. She was singing, uh, yeah, uh, Blink 182 or something like that. Yeah, so I think, um, look, she, she might be because of I forgot, like her husband is Ryan Cabrera, and I forgot, I forgot what group he was a part of or whatever. Um, but yeah, I know he's a musician. Yeah, so look, I mean, I think she's, I think the impression I get. Is that she's kind of at that point now? I was like, look, if y'all don't have nothing worth me showing up for, then you know, see. Call, when I see. call me when you need me. Yeah, um, see you when I see you. Um, yeah. Which I mean, I understand. I mean, because again, because looks. I mean, she's another one. She's been there since 2016. It's like, um, at this point, you know, if you know. I'm not coming here to hang out. Okay. Yeah. I'm not coming. You know, I'm not flying out here to hang out. Okay. Um, and especially know. now, the women's roster is so crowded on both sides, and she's not overly dynamic in the ring. Like she's good enough to get by. She's about the character work, and right now, there's no place for that character on TV. There's no home for it. Yeah, and. So, yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, I think it's just you know, call me when you need me. Call when you have so, call me when you have something you know that's worth me showing up for. Otherwise, I got you know I'm doing other I got other things I'm doing now. So, um, so I I guess I wasn't totally surprised that she wasn't drafted. Um, 
and but again, when we talk when we talk about you know kind of challenging the creative people um you know there's a challenge for them to to come up with things um because you know Lexa Bliss has always been one of the most popular women there and you should absolutely not be going seven to eight months without putting her on tv well she sells merch too yeah but she's so, a cash cow Alexa Bliss is yeah and so you should you should not be going seven eight nine months you know, if she's not injured or something, then she should not be a healthy scratch for eight, nine months. Um, because, I mean, because we're, we're, I mean, we're kind of at a, well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's division's kind of at a, like, well, well crossroads right now, because there are several women who just haven't reached that point of the audience being all that interested in them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they have to, um, it's, you know, they still have to lean on the ones who have been there. Um, they still do, but you got to give them something worth doing or something worth showing up for. Um, because if you just send them out there, then, you know, that'll get tired too. So, um, but, but, you know, this is, again, this is one of the challenges for the creative people. Y'all got to come up with stuff. Um, yeah. And and so I mean, look, there's a real good, there's a real good foundation of talent here to work with, um, but you know, uh, you know, you got to figure out a way to work in the people who have been there for a while and give them, you know, important stuff to do. You got to figure out a way to get some of these newer people, you know, to to get find some way to get some at least some of these newer people to, you know, get the audience interested in what they're doing um yeah. and but you know so that's just kind of the challenge but look they have a lot of talent there to work with so it's just now you gotta do it all right before we get out of here rob let me put you on the spot okay who challenges roman first once we get what once the the rot once the, the the draft picks rosters take effect which is the monday following backlash who challenges Roman first? Who's up first? Oh, uh, man. Um, AJ. AJ? Okay. All right. I'll go along with that. AJ Styles is my pick. Yeah. All right. You have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast coverage of the WWE 2023 roster draft. Uh, we are going to be back here in just two days' time. Jason will hopefully be back with us. We're going to be talking all things WWE Backlash. That show will be coming at you live from Puerto Rico this very weekend. We're going to go down all the matches, give you our predictions, talk about the show a little bit, and have a little bit of fun. Rob, sir, had a good night tonight. Thank you. Me too, man. Yeah. And for all of you, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here till the next time.